yeah, you kind of need audacity to be able to actually do this. <laughs> it's kind of important. Are you recording? Yes. All right, recording. Okay, sync test. Right. Three, 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 two, two one, one, sync. Okay. <laughs> it sounded like a Johnny Test whip crack in Compton. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it sounds like. Fucking. Now there's gonna be a there's gonna be a second. Uh, clap, and I'm. Uh, I apologize for that. But anyway, damn, I'm. I'm, just, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to pay slightly more attention when editing this. Um, anyway, welcome to the title, Pendering Podcast. No, never mind. No way. We can't do that yet. You stole yet, mine. Yet. Sorry. Welcome to the title, Pendering Podcast. The Sonic Comic Recap Podcast that's somehow going to milk 12 pages of comic for more than it's worth. I'm Camilla the Young Adult Witch, and I'm joined by my lovely partner Vespa Bunker, as well as a special guest of honor, Jughead, as played by Cobb Sprouse. Hey. Wait. Wasn't Bunker the guy from the sitcom, not, not the comics? Wait, no, I can't! No, I just thought his last name was Archie. No, Archie was like Bunker. The guy from like the, that one sitcom from the eighties, like the the right wing dude. I don't know what Jughead's voice I'm is, sorry. so I'm just gonna make noises. I'm sorry. I'm so God, sorry. <laughs> We're off to a great start here. Yeah. Um, today is a very special day, a very weird day for title pending because we're going to be doing a Halloween special, as you see by the title. But the problem is, we don't really have anything in the way of Halloween comics for uh, Archie Sonic. And so the best thing we're going to make do is a, a comic of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which has some relevance, I guess. Y you'll, you'll see when we get into it. Um, how are we both feeling right now? The Vespa, you go first. This is the first time we have more than one host. <laughs> uh, well, I've been wanting to get in the Halloween spirit since it's almost the end of the month, and uh, this this isn't really helping, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's this like, issue, at least. For, for reference, a dear listener, while most of our episodes are recorded, like, weeks in advance, this one is being recorded on the 28th, meaning it's out, like... Hold on, maths in my head. Three, uh, recording three, three days, days before it's set to come out. Yeah. We, we would, I was half tempted to make this a live special, but the problem is I wanted to do my Sonic-themed tabletop on Halloween, and so we're going to just have to do this in advance. We gotta do this three days um, before, uh, or else Sonic will die. So we can't do it. Again. He'll, do, he'll again. die again. And we don't want that. Yeah, no. But how are you feeling? I'm doing good. Cobb. I'm doing good. That's it, good. You feeling you feeling good about this comic? No. Damn! Recap zone! <laughs> okay. Archie and Friends, a Halloween tale from September 98. That's not October. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is... I'm doing my recap, fucker. Sorry. Sabrina the Teenage... <laughs> We're, we're partners. We, we can afford to be uh, toxic like this. 
Sabrina the Teenage Witch is buying comics for Salem because cats cannot buy comics. Because this is a comic from the 90s, she gets laughed at for being a girl in a comic store. Praising the art and writing of the comics, she accidentally recites the incantation for one of Salem's spells, taking her and the kid who was bullying her directly into the comic itself. Despite her holding Sonic Super Special Issue 7, which we'll cover in a later episode, Sabrina and her kids are instead taken to a confrontation between Robotnik and the duo of Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles split up, with Sonic taunting Robotnik and Knuckles trying to figure out what the deal is with the Overlanders, as they refer to Sabrina and the kid as. Sabrina uses a spell to return back home with the kid, only to realize she accidentally transported Sonic and Knuckles alongside them. With no convenient plot devices to get them back home, Sabrina decides to just take Sonic, Knuckles, and a random kid along with her to the costume party she was planning on going to until she can figure out how to fix things. We get a two-page spread of the costume party itself before cutting over to Sonic and Knuckles trying to figure out what to do while waiting for Sabrina to get them back home. In the background, we get brief cameos from Shadowhawk, Particle, and Ian, and I'm only pointing this out now to make things way funnier three episodes from now. Sabrina steps away from the crowd to call Salem to bail herself out, only to notice that Robotnik has been teleported with the rest of them. Sonic and Knuckles kick the shit out of Robotnik, only to realize it's Jughead in a costume. Salem teleports the two away, Archie makes a strange reference to the X-Files, and the comic ends with a photorealistic Salem praising the works of Ken Penders, Dan DiCarlo, and Patrick Spaziante. Salem would never praise Penders. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I do not believe that Salem the Cat would ever read comics for really. Like, it seems like he'd be, like, a, like that'd be above him. At least, like, going by, from what I remember, the TV version of him. I, th- I feel like he'd be, have a lot of, like, snarky shit to say about them. I think Salem would uh, praise Penders if he got a paycheck out of it, so. <laughs> Good point. I, I've never seen or read anything, Sabrina, so I'm just flying uh, by the seat of my pants here compared to the two of you. And me and Cobb only rewatched the Sabrina sitcom from the '90s with Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, which I don't think, I don't think was that even out yet at this time. I would have '98. Like, I'm not entirely sure because again, I know nothing about Archie. I know nothing about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1996 is when the show would have been out. Okay. By then. I mean, you you could tell how much I know little of Archie given the. The bungled up title read at the start of the episode. <laughs> I was, yeah, it's not much more of a like. The only really Archie comic that I've read is the first volume of Afterlife of Archie, and of course, watching the Sabrina TV show growing up. I can't believe that mm-hmm. Archie is dead and is in the afterlife. No, it's well, no, I don't want to spoil Afterlife of Archie. Yeah, so, we're, we'll wait until we become an Archie recap podcast and just remove the Sonic from our title <laughs> race. Jesus, God, no! That would take us forever to get to Afterlife with Archie. You don't want to talk about literally decades? Maybe you don't want to talk about half a century of comics? God, no! So I don't what, want to talk about that dribble. So what you're saying is... Wow! So what you're saying is you're not going to be covering the IDW comics. Damn. Mm. What, the Archie IDW comics? Of Sonic. <laughs> we, you're just going to be stopping with uh, the end of Archie and just Wait, moving oh, yeah, on to... Oh yeah, you got a good point. <laughs> and just moving on to Archie itself. Yeah, yeah we're just going to move on to Archie itself. Yeah. Anyway, we got tired of Sonic. Let's see what Archie's up to. 
Yeah, we'll just become a Dragon Ball podcast. Anyway, what did we guys <laughs> think of the of the <laughs> What did we think of the the comic? Uh, Vespa, you go first. This was most definitely just a promo comic for Archie Comics. All right, damn. Like it's we've talked about this before with like the very first Sonic comics, the one with the Sonic origin, the origin of Robotnik and Sonic from yeah, the very the, start the of the show series. But like it's very much feels like in the vein of that, where but more focused on trying to sell you on the Sonic and Archie comic books and the Sabrina comic books. Like it's mm. doesn't really have much of a plot. There's like. Plot holes we can't really get into, given they're de- dealing with issues that we have not released uh, yet. Yeah, and- there's some some like little like bits and pieces here that make for some amusing plot holes. Um, for reference, uh, the where we're at in the podcast, uh, we have like recently just recorded episode nine. And coincidentally, episode 9 was actually around the time, like, where we're at in the comics in episode 9 is around the time where this comic came out. So, like, for us, yeah, we know the exact point at which this comic came out, came out, and we know, like, why some of this is weird. But it's interesting how we're gonna have uh, Cobb as well, who is just a listener of the podcast, and is thus, like, where you, the listener, would be at right now, and, like, you wouldn't notice some of these, like, weird things, and so it's, you know, it's just a comic and all that, but, um, did you have any else, any other thoughts, Vespa? Uh, I really, like, this is just a novelty to me, like, it's at most, like, like I said, this is just, like, to promote the comics, and, uh, nothing much more, like, there really isn't I don't get. I don't have. I'm not really going to get much out of this anyway, given I don't read. It's like two thirds of the comics being promoted in this, the Sabrina and Archie mm-hmm. stuff. Like, and they're just. Uh, they're under probably. There isn't really much to, to talk about. Like, the so recap, I think, took us like five minutes to get through. Like, even compared to, like, the lighter issues of Sonic, like, there, there's not much here, like, outside of just, like, some amusing bits of art here and there like a few cameos we got of course uh, we got like Spaziante including a not uh, his favorite Sega Saturn game a stall and what looks yeah. like Charlie Nash from Street Fighter in the yeah, in, in the comic page. store is a there's a bunch of posters in the first page in the comic store and one of which is fucking Astal the Sega Saturn hero that's Patrick Spaziante. I I wish I could love something as much as Patrick Spaziante loves a stall, honestly. Like, holy shit. It's so good. Trying his damnedest to push this obscure little platformer <laughs> back then. Do you think he would have do you think he would have died of a heart attack of excitement if he got to do an Astal miniseries? <sighs> Probably. Like I honestly would be curious to see what an Astal miniseries would be like. Mm-hmm. Cobb, what did you think of the comic? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really nice. In mm-hmm. terms of, like, uh, obviously, like, uh, actual stakes and whatnot, there's not really much to say here. It's just sort of a, uh, oh, look, this is, uh, happening. We're just, uh, let's just, uh, all go to a Halloween party and, uh, make a enormous, like, uh, splash illustration of as many characters as we can legally fit onto two pages. <laughs> It, but it it was nice, honestly. Nice that uh, it all got uh, tied up into a neat little bow by the end of it. And I did, 
I think one of my favorite parts of uh, the story was this one specific joke about uh, how instead of uh, bobbing for apples, they were instead bobbing for comic books. Yeah. It's really good until the immediate next page in which the two comics they pull from the pile that they're bobbing from is an issue of Shadowhawk and an issue of Ken Penders, The Lost Ones. <laughs> which, no, no, the person is hoping they get an issue of it. They, they, they really <laughs> want The Lost Ones. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, how much would that go for nowadays? Like, or being back then. I mean, I got my copy in the the dollar back issues section Fair of my <laughs> comic store. Or Sap, like, bought into, like, the whole comic bubble burst thing with uh, issue one hopefully being worth more in the future than they really are. I wonder how much it's going to go for with so much water damage. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. Like, I've seen like it's just a pile of comics, like not an actual, not an actual bucket of water, but like still biting yeah, they, into they say, comics. <laughs> yeah, because they say they pulled like the uh, the guy Brad, one of the like the generic like I was gonna say NPCs, but one of the generic like background <laughs> characters quote pulled a shadow hawk from the pile. So yeah, I'm assuming it's just a pile of comics they pull from. It's not literally. No, wait. Sorry, I'm looking at it further. It looks like they're literally just, like, getting on their knees, putting their hands behind their back, and then, like, bobbing their head yeah. into the dirt. Because they look like... It just looks like on they're just on the ground that they're bobbing for. That's so weird. <laughs> they're just pecking at the it's... ground like chickens trying to grab onto... <laughs> trying to grab onto a comic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, like... Like, you're gonna get dirt on the comic, and then you're gonna get teeth marks, marks and saliva on it. Like, ugh, that's gross. Yeah, that's a really weird way to do bobbing. I, I, I like to assume that these comics are in plastic wrap or something, but, you know... And hopefully there's, like, a tarp underneath. <laughs> We're really overthinking this, I know. We are. It's just a silly joke about bobbing. For I mean, we gotta find a way to pat this episode out somehow. Yeah, what a, yeah, what a wonderful idea. What a marvelous idea it is to bob for comics instead of apples, honestly. Yeah, the, there was another Archie Halloween thing on, like, sort of Halloween adjacent on the Archie Sonic online reading order thing, but, like, the amount it, of it's Sonic... It's just a in cameo it, appearance. And it's, it's like... Go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's just cameos, and it's not really, like, there's much to talk about. It's even more of a promo than this comic is, because it's pretty much just set up to sell, sell people on the Archie weird mystery TV show and comic book, as well as the animated Sabrina cartoon and it's uh, comic tie-in as well. Mm. Yeah, like, this one's, like, an actual, like, 12-page story, whereas the other one is just, like, they're at a comic store and a guy is doing illustrations of monsters for everyone to celebrate Halloween, and then all of the monsters become real, and then, oh, no. like, they summon a bunch of heroes, including uh, Adventure-era Sonic and Knuckles, because this later comic comes out in 99, and yeah. they punch the monsters, and then that's the end of the comic. It's, like, we we basically just decided not to keep it because it like there's, there's even to talk less about. talk about than here. Yeah. And what I can say is it's it looks like if you've ever watched like old two thousands era flash animations where it's clearly like traced over official renders of characters, it looks like that with how Sonic and Knuckles appear. Like there's two at least like two panels of them that look like they're pulled straight from like renders of the original adventure game, but with just with 
a gradient, like that kind of like shiny gradient we see sometimes in like a, the the archive of like Archie Sonic comics, which will have just like some pretty bad coloring on the eyes of them in one panel where they're just like uh, little black dots on pure white. Uh, I forget what you call it, like the whites of the eye, but yeah, it looks like the sclera. Yeah, sclera. Like, sclera, thank you. I think it might have been that. Mm. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it just looks like weird Flash animations versions of, versions of them. It's just not really that appealing to yeah, talk about it, again, compared to this one. Even Sonic, more of just the problem. Sonic looks slightly cross-eyed in that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know that's not... Uh, Cobb, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I did enjoy the joke about how they were serving various types of meat at the party, and uh, Sonic and Knuckles were balking at it because they realized, like... They're oh they're serving pig roast. We know a pig. Sonic, yeah, I was gonna make mention. Oh, yeah, I was Sonic. gonna. Yeah, I was gonna make mention of that in the the uh, the recap, but I just couldn't find a way to get it in because I was entirely distracted by seeing Shadowhawk Particle and Ian in the <laughs> fucking background. I was like, wait, what? Why are they there? And burned by old penders. You were so enamored by them that you forgot that uh, Knuckles and uh, Sonic are just terrified at the idea that all these humans are engaging in live cannibalism. Well, it would be cannibalism. Yeah, like, it's like, as it's... Would it? Yeah. Well, I mean, for... I, I, I don't want to use the word because it feels gross, given how it's usually used to just be fucking xenophobic, but, like, I guess, like, savagery in <clears> that <throat> case, because they're, like, eating, like, to the perspective of Sonic and Knuckles, like, yeah. people... And yeah. all that of different races, but at the same time, as Vespa said, Sonic eats yeah, chili what the dogs. Made of chili dogs. They're made out of beef. To say it here, Penders wrote this story. This is a Penders story, so Penders knows what the like. He's credited the sole writer of this, so he knows that Sonic eats chili dogs. So I was just like, uh, I, I, what? <laughs> Why is he balking at fried chicken and uh, smoked salmon? Yeah, They're made out of hundred percent beef. I almost just chalked it up to like. It's written from the perspective of, like, just... It's meant to be written from the perspective of, like, something just to pick up for, like, the average reader that may not know much about comic books or something. But, like, that joke yeah. in general, like, it's just, like, one of those, like, dumb kind of, like, animal food jokes you see sometimes. But it just mm-hmm. seems weird to me, given, like... I, th- I think they said something like a hog roast, and I'm just thinking, like, Sonic... You're not an actual pig. Like, I know this is a dumb children's <laughs> comic, but come on, you're not a... I feel like he's being joked about, like, that he's not a pig before in one of the comics. Yeah, there's, like, some weird points in, like, the first, like, few episodes of the podcast where I noted that they just keep calling Sonic a pig or a hog because, I guess, hedgehog. Yeah. And then there's that one weird panel during the Alan Cow story where, like, you get, like, a weird, like underneath Sonic <laughs> shot uh, where it looks like he has like a pig snout and <laughs> I think I remember what you're talking about <laughs> if you're gonna like make some sort of like comparison to Sonic call him a rat like a, a Razor Jin does in the fucking Secret Ring games <laughs> yeah <laughs> but what I thought of the comic I fucking hate no I'm kidding <laughs> I actually really liked it I actually like I, I actually had a blast with it it was like Given where we're at in the podcast right now, me and Vespa, um, it's we're just at a point where we've had several like dud batches mm. where there's just a lot of comics where 
we're just not enjoying what we're reading, unfortunately. And so being able to go back to this simpler time of just like goofy gag bullshit just feels like an honest to God breath of fresh air for me personally. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just, it also just had a lot of fun seeing the style blendings of uh, Patrick Spaziante and uh, Dan DiCarlo, seeing like the fucking original creator of Sabrina the Teenage Witch doing art alongside probably one of the best Sonic artists at the time that's like like American mm. Sonic artists. It's just nice getting to see a story of um, Penders and Spaziante again, given one of my favorite issues, I think it was 21 and 22, the Eve storyline was a Patrick Spaziante and Ken Penders uh, joint. Yeah, I don't hate the comic, but it's more just like, this at most just kind of a novelty to me, like, seeing, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Sonic and Sabrina hanging out at a Halloween party. Neat. Like, it's it's cute, but like, it, the, the, the crossover that would never happen or never happen again, yet it's still yeah, here. It's, it's cute. Like, it's, I I just didn't have very much to take away from this because I only really care about like two of the characters featured in this, and it's just got that kind of standard like oh fish out of water crossover thing. Uh, it doesn't really last long enough to have much happen outside of like a misunderstanding or two before the comic ends. Like I feel like there's probably like the length of like the average Archie story in like an Archie comic probably. Mm-hmm. Like I could see it's like being like. In the same way, like, how our, like, uh, Sonic comics will used to at least have, like, a short, like, a two, maybe three stories of, like, varying lengths. Like, nothing probably longer than, like, 12 mm-hmm. pages, I think. Yeah, I, I, I just had a lot of fun. I, I, it was just nice trying to... It's just nice having, like, a fluff story like this where it's also... Because it's another thing that I've been having a problem with IDW right now where... And I guess we'll get to... This is a future premonition uh, the fucking time we're, we're making up stupid bullshit pretending like there's a storyline going on in this podcast so i'll just I'll, I'll just cut the kayfabe just to get to the meat of it um because right now in idw we're at a point where it genuinely feels like the comic is spinning its tires trying to get to a new arc like we're just in like a weird interim period where we're getting fluff stories before we get to a new arc and let me say it is just for me personally, not as interesting to read. I've been enjoying the one shots way more because within the context of the one shots, it's just like a standalone story where it's not going to have like major impact on the plot. And you know that getting in, right. going into it, you know it's not going to have like high stakes. You know it's just gonna be like a like a one off story scenario that's more for fluff. And I think it's why I actually really enjoyed this comic. Because it was just nice being able to just have, like, a fun fluff story that also doesn't make me feel like we're wasting pages trying to pad out the page count or deadlines, editorial mandates making it so that we had to just have an Indiana Jones parody or Mm. just some stupid bullshit that I just have nothing to say about other than it exists. Yeah, okay. You picked a hell of a time to jump onto the comics, dude. <laughs> the IDW comics, I mean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I... Yeah, it's just, it's just a... I'm just at a very depressing point when it comes to Sonic, because I've learned recently through self-reflection that Sonic the Hedgehog is, like, my comfort series. Like, it's something I grew up with, and mm. it's something I've 
thanks to this podcast, return to. And yeah, I find a lot of comfort in Sonic. But right now, I'm kind of just in a miserable point with when it comes to my opinions with Sonic. It's like, I'm trying to be open-minded. I try, I'm not like, oh, we gotta have momentum. We gotta go back to the adventure days. Like, I'm open to see, like, Sonic being taken in different directions. But, like, right now, Sonic Frontiers, unfortunately, bounced off on me. Like, I think it's neat. I don't think it's a bad game by any stretch, but I just cannot get invested in it. And then... Sonic Superstars, I've been playing co-op with it with uh, a, my partner Willow, me and Cobb's yeah. partner Willow, and it is a miserable <laughs> experience because that co-op is actually <laughs> unplayable. Um, I'm hoping that somehow this gets made out of date and they patch it, but yeah. And so we have like two games in which I'm not super invested in. We have the point we're at in the comics where I'm just miserable with the Archie comics because it's just all like as we'll get into with the episode tomorrow and concurrent episodes, just miserable read-throughs that I'm just, like, sort of pushing myself through, mainly just out of morbid curiosity. And then IDW, where <laughs> I just am also frustrated that we're basically having just fluff while we wait for, I guess, either a new arc to start or for Sonic Frontiers to have come out within the context of the editorial pipeline, given these comics are made like months in advance. And so it's just, I don't know. It's nice. I, I don't remember why I started this train of thought and I might edit this specific part right out, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's fun to have like little fluff stories like this to where I know exactly what I'm getting into. And so thus I don't, feel like my time is being wasted by like quote-unquote filler or in some cases just actual filler i was gonna say like on your point of like the whole thing with idw's like the the difference between like the one shots and like the main through the i feel like it's kind of an issue pun not intended with archie both archie and idw to an extent were like in the context of like comic discussion and like the whole thing of like uh, comic companies, particularly Marvel and DC, releasing way too many, like, different titles for their superhero, like the Amazing, Astounding, Spectacular, Web of Spider-Man, like that kind of stuff, where it's, like, kind of confusing to the average reader. Or even probably, like, long-time ones, like, what comics are, like, what. Like, while Archie or IDW, to an extent, doesn't have that, like, it's mainly just the main series, and in IDW's case, annuals slash one-shots, and the occasional miniseries. I feel like part of a problem with, like, the whole thing of just having it be one continuous line where, like, every story falls under it is, like, you sometimes think... You would think, like, going into it, like, oh, it's... Like, every issue is gonna be, like, a part of, like, a serialized, ongoing thing. Like, if uh, you pick up this issue, like, you're gonna be, like, going through, like, arc through arc or something. Like, but it's... If, like, Archie in its current state, where it's getting more serialized, it's still kind of flip-flopping between simpler, like, more self-contained stories, or at least stories that feel self-contained, and stories that are meant to be a part of a long-running arc. Like, I will say that, like, I have not really read that many, like, ongoing issues of comics. Like, I tend to read, like, stuff that is more self-contained. Yeah, limited like, series and all that. Limited series, that's the word I'm looking for, yeah. Like, I tend to gravitate towards that more so with at least DC and Marvel compared to like 
indie stuff like Image. Like, for example, one of my favorite comics, uh, Chu. Like, those comics are ones that pretty much, like, are, like I said earlier, they're sealized. Like, you, uh, you pretty much start from the beginning and, like, every volume pretty much will matter, really. Like, there's, like, you, you can't really, like, skip a volume and, like, miss something. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's, like, a bad thing of, like, you can't have fluff, but I think it's more just, like, when you have to read so much stuff that just feels like, like you said, spinning your wheels, like, it's an issue with, like, the current era, at least Archie, that we are reading, as well as, like, what sounds like the current era of IDW that you've been reading. Yeah, it's just, like, the problem with it for me, and, <laughs> you know, I guess this is how we're gonna pad for time, we're just gonna complain about the comics industry at large, but the problem <laughs> with it for me is that these comics come out monthly, and I like that. I like that these comics come out monthly, because if it came out weekly, that would be an absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah. I am absolutely mortified and terrified for the mental health of those working at Shonen Jump. The thing is, like, with, with manga, chapters are usually the length of an issue, but they're always they're even more so, like, serialized than most comics. And so, like, yeah, these come out monthly... That's good, because otherwise that's absolutely horrifying of the workflow you go into with the process. But then, the problem then is, if you're going through a monthly release, and you pick up, like, the newest issue of Sonic, and then it's just, like, a fluff story, it's just, it's, it's, if you know, you know, but if you pick up an issue of Sonic, and it's a fucking Bendy Foster's home plot... <laughs> that goes for two months and doesn't resolve itself, you're like, okay, I guess I just wasted eight fucking dollars on uh, this. Like, I care about these characters, but I'm gonna have to wait several months for this plotline to get resolved. Or, like... I love the I'm surprised that you're the one that you bring up the cartoon reference, not me or Cobb. I can't believe <laughs> I mean, it's a good, like, it's a good example of the kind of story you're talking about. It's a fantastic example, which is why you're I'm like... very upset that you came up with it. <laughs> I, res I resent you for that. Anyway. This will, this will make more sense in, like, the coming months to you, dear listener. But, um, yeah, so it's just frustrating within the context of you only get these once a month, so why are we getting fluff? Because it's like, yeah, I don't expect like we have to have like a grueling plot where you have to like keep working on the next overarching thing over and over and over again. But it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just frustrating when we just have like lighthearted fluff stuff within the main issues, I guess. Because like if it was like like an anthology or like you said, an annual, I think that'd be more fine because like you're, you get, you're expecting that. It's what you expect with that. But it's like with Sonic IDW or like Sonic Archie is like at this point... Uh, where we're at in the comics, you go into it, you're expecting, like, an ongoing plot, and then you just get, like, Bendy Foster's home, or, <laughs> oh no, we can't burn the roast, eat gads. And it's just, like, if you like the characters that are featured in this issue, then, you know, more power to you for getting these little stories featuring your favorite characters. As someone whose favorite Sonic characters are infinite Metal Sonic... Um, and Chaos Zero, I feel the pain of having your characters not get represented or not represented in a way you want them to. So, you know, I'm not saying these issues shouldn't exist. Like, I don't want to sound entitled here, because if you enjoy these comics and more power to you, it's just more, I'm personally frustrated that these comics aren't 
doing what I want them to do, even if I'm also fully aware that I'm not the center axis of the Earth. Like, I, I think you can still be frustrated at that, even if you don't think everyone should bend to your will, you know? Like, I'm still, like, frustrated at where we're at in these stories, even if I'm like, yeah, if you enjoy this stuff, then, you know, good for you. But I'm just like, man, I just want ongoing plot right now like it's like a sonic universe like I, as we'll get into later on like that's the the, the glove shitto uh serial isn't it the sonic universe it's I, like, I, yeah, it's like I, I wish we just had sonic universe for idw really is all i'm saying <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say like since you hit the nail on the head with me with the man the manga comparison because i think that's kind of what i was being sold on with archie to an extent like beforehand like since it was like one long running series of like some spin-off stuff like of course but like the my mindset was like going into this like okay we're going to have like the early fluff stuff where like they're very early in the franchise so of course it's going to be goofy light-hearted not serialized or like not like continuity heavy stories and then like after a point like we get like the shit hits the fan and we get like a stream of serialized stories that like are condensed into arcs kind of like like a manga like how i think mm-hmm. like stuff like Yu Yu Hakusho or Dragon Ball where like you get the early issues experiment with the characters like lighthearted, and then you get to the point where like things start to pick up and the action's going on and you've got plots and character development and all that stuff and with Archie Sonic we get that sometimes at our current point, both with, like, where our episodes are releasing at this point and where we are reading. But you also get a lot of stuff that just, like you said, spin our wheels, like, to set up stuff for later. Or, like, we'll get, like, issues that don't really feel that important, especially in regards to, like, the super special issues that we'll or get like to later. Where it just feels like they're trying to not miss a <laughs> deadline. Yeah, or, like, they have to, like, make something to try and tie in with a game that might be coming out like i think like the problem is like there's nothing wrong with fluff it's more when it's like stuff that just feels like plots you've seen like a dozen times before without much of interest going on in them like you brought the point of like being happy to see your favorite character get the spotlight for once and like hypothetically speaking like if i got like a story with fucking uh uh with like Team Dark. That's what Desperate tries to remember their favorite characters. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of like a character, like major character. Like if, if I got like story with like a mainline issue of IDW with Team Dark, and it's like some like stock mystery, like noir plot, or like I don't know, like some dumb like oh it's an imposter shadow, like android shadow snuck in, and they gotta figure out who's the real shadow, and like some stupid thing like that, like. It would have to depend on just how well the characters are written. If it's going to be just like a pretty stock standard plot with the characters are written in a very one-note fashion, and it's being played out the way you expect it to, then it's not really going to be as fun. Like, I feel like the thing with us is, we, of course we would love to see our favorite characters, but we also want to see them being written in an entertaining way that feels fitting for them, I'd say. Which I think is also kind of... I suppose the problem with Sonic Archie in our current state, like, where, like, of course, like, in the games, like, there wasn't that much characterization for, like, the characters, but, like, I feel like we've had issues where, like, we have, like, the characters are written well and endearing, but then you get stuff that where it just feels like 
or going through the motions and like just uh just something to throw out for the months or like a something like that have mm-hmm. sonic in <clears throat> while we focus on some other stuff like but i think the like, important thing is just like characterization really helps in like yeah for our current stories like the characterization think- isn't at its strongest I think to continue to vague IDW right now, because I don't think IDW is bad. Like, I'm still, like, having, like, even in the issues I'm not enjoying, I'm still having, like, moments that, like, put a dumb smile on my face, or, like, I'm just, like, laughing to myself about how fun the characterization is. I think the problem is good production is invisible production, in the sense, like, with, like, music production, like, you don't want to, like listen to a song and think oh that volume is too low on the vocals you know like you don't want mm. like for like there's people that are like me included that are gonna like want to enjoy like dissecting the process of creation but you're also gonna want to make it so that the average person doesn't think about that shit you know they just mm. enjoy the story and so when you have stuff like the misadventures arc in IDW to just fully like put it out there the exact thing I'm complaining about or it just feels like these stories are played out and to the point where in my head I'm thinking yeah I know this is gonna get resolved I just want to see it get resolved already because it's just a played out plot I've seen in a billion different cartoons growing up and then you just have to wait next month to see if it gets resolved and then it doesn't and then we move on to another storyline that you then have to wait another month to see if that gets resolved and it might not because as of recording uh, IDW 66 is not yet out, it just gets frustrating because you have a month to, and for each issue, you have to make it count. You know, like having cliffhangers is fine. I'm not saying you can't have cliffhangers because I'm currently uh, reading through JoJo Lands as that's going out and that shit is rife with cliffhangers because it's, uh, I don't remember, what, it's Ultra Jump, I think it is. I'll correct it in post, but like that shit still like, fucking fun because Araki's writing is fucking insane and you just want to see how do the group how does the group get out of this situation but with like with where we're at in IDW 63 through 66 it's just like these plots just feel like a generic plot you'd see on like a Cartoon Network show or on like Fox Box and so it's just <laughs> Like, the characterization is still fun. I'm still enjoying the art. I'm enjoying the little character moments. But I'm also just, like, noticing how, like, played out these plots are. And I get that these are, like, comics made for kids. But I think you can make a comic made or a cartoon made for kids and have it appeal to adults as well. That's why we have so many adult fans of Sonic. That's why we have this very podcast. And so it's just a bit frustrating where we're at in both comics right now where it just kind of feels like we're just having to sit through a lot of going through nothing before we can actually have something happen again that yeah, being that's... said to be more a bit more positive i'm fucking stoked for the fang miniseries i i have like a pie in the sky fantasy of what if fang just got a full side serial and we just got like anti-hero <laughs> stories with the hooligans i think that should be yeah. fucking cool I was just going to say, like, you hit, again, you hit the nail on the head with, like, the thing of, like, good stories stand out. Like, if you think, like, going back to Archie Sonic, like, fucking Ken Penn, like, in this issue brought up earlier, like, the Eve issues, those, I think, are, like, standout issues, like, from Ken and Spaziante. There is still, like, issues from these upcoming episodes that we did really enjoy. It's just frustrating because they tend to be wedged in between just 
absolute mediocrity. Like, yeah, uh, it's like mediocrity to occasionally downright awful stories. Uh, and it just makes it so frustrating. Like, so you want to have that consistent role of just good shit, uh, like issue after issue, and it just feels like we're constantly just getting like points like, ah, it's some like fluff about uh, like some like love uh, triangles or politicking or just stuff that we just could not care less about stock standard cartoon plot stuff and basically for those sad em like i always rep like the sonic and sally episode from the first season that was the strongest episode of the series i'd say because like it had like a lot of good things going for it and like after that like it just felt like episodes range from uh to awful well you didn't like robecca what do you think? <laughs> you don't you don't like the Frankenstein sex bot made by Rotor? I thought I thought that was your favorite right. episode. Yeah, I fucking love Antron being written as a cowardly idiot. See, this is really funny because I don't think Cobb is still here, by the way. We went on a wild tangent. Wait, am I still um, here? I'm so sorry for oh, leaving you out, but But I, I don't think they've read I don't think they've listened to a Checkpoint Special 2 yet and so I'm just speaking absolute bullshit <laughs> right now but yeah we I, I don't know how to tie this back into the comic I feel like yeah. we just got went on a yeah. lengthy tangent but the, like I guess all this to say is <laughs> yeah I think it's fun just having one shots where there's just no stakes and you know there's no stakes so you don't feel like right the story is like meandering waiting for like editorial clearance or a clearance from sega or you know games to come out or whatever like it's just nice to have something that's just dumb and fun yeah i think like something like probably helps sonic is just having something that's like just like a a smaller stake spin-off series like that made clear that's like it's slice of life stuff or something like i feel like that could probably be something that could be of help for like i don't know about with archie but like with IDW at least I think that could help like having like like you said a Sonic Universe kind of thing like for smaller scale stuff while the main issues deal with much higher stakes interesting like drama and action and such going back to the comic though um because we did want to talk about this, uh, I guess. But, uh, right. Some, oh, yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> there's, there's, like, some little, like, brief tidbits that I did want to point out that we just got distracted by. Um, why is Salem just a photorealistic cat up until, like, when they're narrating the story? Right. And then when they appear in the story proper, they're a completely different breed of cat? Like, they're like a tabby or something. Like, like a black fur with a white face and, like, white pause whereas like in the the photorealistic version where they're narrating the plot they're just like screen caps of an actual black cat i i mean i was about to point that out too but like uh i think that might be the actual cat that is used in the sale in the sabrina the teenage witch uh sitcom so yeah like I, it's usually like a puppet but yeah like sam in the tv show is just a pure black cat i'm guessing they probably just had like a black cat there for most of it to remind you like oh yeah it's from the tv show and like well the black and white sam we see in the comic proper is like mm-hmm. what he's supposed yeah. to actually look like i i kind of just wish we had photorealistic salem just like horrifically like 
photo manipulated be to be answering the phone like he does <laughs> in the actual comic. Just because, like, I already really liked, I, I touched upon it a bit, but I really like the style blending of seeing DiCarlo's, like, Archie art with also, uh, like, Spaziante's Sonic art within the same panels. Like, I think that shit's, like, really cool. I love when people do shit like that. I would love that they just put a step further and just had absolutely horrifying, like, live-action Salem in the midst of everything else. <laughs> or have, like, Salem, like, be, like, a trace over actual photos of the, of the cat, like, a, in, like, a comic art <laughs> style. Also, one line I really wanted to spotlight, because I just completely missed it on my first read-through, is... Uh, when Sabrina and the random kid are transported into, uh, Mobius, and... Like, Sonic's like, hey, you deal with the Overlanders, uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll cover into a bit more in the next episode of what the fuck are they going on calling humans Overlanders, but, uh, like, Sonic goes to Knuckles, hey, you deal with the Overlanders, I'll deal with Robotnik and all that. He says to Robotnik, hey, Robo-Jerk, not even your mama would kiss that ugly puss of yours, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you talking about, Sonic? It's such a weird thing Actually, to say. Actually, what he says to Knuckles is, you take the geeks over there while I square with his lardness. So, it's just yeah. like, it's, it's, a du- it's a double insult, do honestly. Like... He just insults everyone that's uh, around him, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do just love that idea of Knuckles squaring up with Sabrina and some random kid who was being misogynistic to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Knuckles is about to punch out a teenage child. Just like <laughs> <laughs> that sounds in character for him, honestly. I mean, Knuckles is canonically a teenager himself in the, this story, so it's not that weird, I guess. True. I mean, it's um, going to be pretty awful when he realizes that uh, these uh, teenagers are not actually as hardy as Mobians, and uh, <laughs> and have. <laughs> This is going to yeah. be a very different uh, Halloween comic, if that were the case. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, one last thing I wanted to point in a comic is, I know I'm overthinking a fucking Archie comic, but in the two-page spread, the I, the Archies, I guess, because, again, I don't know shit about Archie, so I'm sorry, but, like, they're playing... it Like, in the center of the two-page spread, it's, like, Archie and his friends playing a band... And then also in the background, Josie and the Pussycats are also playing, so I cannot imagine what an auditory nightmare that'd be of two <laughs> different bands playing. But Jughead is part of the band, so, like, did he just have the time to, like, get into a full-on, like, fat suit Sonic Live style to dress as Robotnik after playing for the band? It's so It was <laughs> just fine. so confusing to me on, like, a second read. They did... S- <laughs> I did find it kind of amusing, like, weirdly breathing that same kind of gag from <laughs> They Sonic did say Live. that they were going to go and uh, switch over into costume at some point, but... Uh, oh, I, I, right. oh, you're right, you're right, I didn't see that. that. Yeah, it's in the same panel with Ian, which is why I didn't see that, because I was just so distracted. <laughs> it's, I do love the fact that <laughs> it's such a somehow photorealistic uh, Eggman that uh, Sonic and Knuckles just immediately went and started pummeling him. Also, I forget, like, it's been a while since we last read that issue, but, like, Spaziante's Robotnik has become so fucking hideous. It's wonderful. At this point, like, it was, I remember it being, like, hit, I remember him drawing him pretty, like, grotesque-looking in the, uh, 
uh, issue 20 and 21, uh, it was 21, 21, right? The e That's story. 21, 22, I think. 21, 22. Like, Marin looking kind of grotesque in that, too. But, like, here he's just, like, I bet the way to describe it is it looks like his face is melting or something. Like, it's <laughs> very, like... His teeth are, like, like, way too big, I think. Yeah, like, he's just... Like, he's constantly, like, gritting his teeth at, like, full length, like a fucking, like, 90s, like, rubber hose kind of cartoon character, like a fucking, like, Ren and Stimpy or Cow and Chicken looking, uh, kind of gritty, uh, like, uh, teeth grit See, kind of look like, to describe it. you two may it. not enjoy it that much. I love this Robotnik iteration. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of, well, I, I do kind of like it, it's just that sometimes, like, Spaziante draws it a little too grotesque looking at it, a little annoying. Like, I guess it's kind of like how classic Robotnik is uh, drawn in a similar fashion of like, at least in the sense of like the big uh, toothy grin like he constantly has on. Mm. Like, it just like, looks a bit more weird because it's like the kind of, uh, it's the kind of like face where like it doesn't look like he's moving his mouth at all. Like, at least makes sense in like the, when it was the real Robotnik with like the, Wait, no, the costume actually moves with his mouth some. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, don't, don't worry about it. I, do, but, um, I like to think that the it's costume also, was just slightly dented, and that's why it opened its mouth slightly. <laughs> fair point. But, um, <laughs> it's just, I think it's just more that at this point, Patrick Spaziante is mainly just doing, like, cover arts for the comic. Like, he sometimes steps in to do some stuff, but, like, at around the point we're at, like, with the episodes coming out, Spaziante has basically just moved to doing cover arts except for like a few like occasional offshoots and like that just goes on for the rest of the comic up till like where we're at with recording and so yeah it, I think it's just more of that like the way he draws Robotnik has just shifted with time because like it's just more that like he loves like ex- very exaggerated expressions and he loves putting in like way too much detail when like yeah. when it comes to like intense expressions and all that you know and so it's just like it just just does look a bit weird but like i don't mind it either like i'm, I'm more with cod like i think it's fine like i didn't even like yeah comment like i didn't notice it was different i just didn't really have much of an issue with it i guess that makes sense i i get I, it's it's not even that the fact that i have a problem with it i am in love with this uh iteration honestly yeah. <laughs> uh, i think at one point me and Vespa are going to make plans to make a recommended, like, read list for those who want to just, like, cut the fat and see what we both think are, like, highlights or standouts of the comic. And so, yeah, I think maybe you should, like, check that out, Cobb, at some point. Especially because, sure. like, if you like this art with, like, Spaziante, I think you'll love, like, a lot of stories back when Spaziante was more prominent as, like, an interior artist before he started basically just doing every Sonic cover for, like, half a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd be delighted to try that out, then. Do we want to move into the thing we had planned next? Because I did not expect us to somehow manage to pull an hour out of the comic of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it, was, it was, like, a lot of derailed, like, ramblings, but I think we can, like, talk about the other stuff, too. I think we should talk about some of the other stuff. Yeah, we, we, can, we, can, okay. we can just uh, breeze through it, honestly. So... What we originally had planned in mind for this episode, because we figured we would just, like, talk about the comic for, like, five, ten minutes, and just be like, oh no, we're out of content, what now? And then, and then we would just, like, do what we're gonna do now, is we're just gonna goof around and do some, like, thought experiment, sort of, like, party games, just because, you know, it's a Halloween special, it's like a little Halloween party here at, uh, Knothole Village, wherever the fuck this 
bullshit storyline takes place <laughs> at. Um, <laughs> it takes place at Archie's house. Can yeah, we're recording. <laughs> we're recording at Archie's house. We accidentally, got, we accidentally got transported by Sabrina, and we can't we are, <laughs> figure out how the fuck to get to the cosmic interstate. Yeah, we are. We are here live at the thing. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats um, are currently playing right now because they're doing the costume contest. But anyway, yeah, Archie is giving me the stink eye for confusing him with Archie Bunker. Um, <laughs> but... He's been staring at you for fifty-five minutes now. I don't, oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, we're just gonna goof around for a bit and just have some fun talking bullshit about our favorite Sonic characters. Um, the first thing we want to do was, um, <laughs> who would win in a fight? And I think oh, no. one thing I want to posit for this, because it's very relevant, Knuckles the Echidna versus Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> I feel like... Hmm. Because I don't know what the extent of Sabrina's magic. Uh, which knuckles are we talking about? I guess are we going to go like the like death battle route of like having it be like an amalgam kind of uh, knuckles? I guess we can just for the sake of the fact that we have a cop here, and you know we don't want to talk about issues that Comics haven't spoiler, been yeah. like covered yet. Right. We'll just we'll just death battle amalgam. Just a vague general idea of knuckles. Yeah. Just, I mean, this is a farce from the from the word go anyway. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just say just whatever you think of when you think Knuckles. Just pit that against Sabrina. <laughs> this is so yeah. stupid. <laughs> I guess we can say like it's game Knuckles, really. But like, yeah. I don't know, Knuckles. <sighs> Knuckles is very like short ranged fighter. I would say like he does yeah. have like his like thinking of like Sonic Battle. He he's been shown to like throw boulders and such as a projectile but like he's mainly just relies on his fists and like spin dashing as like attacks i would say or like digging down and launching up with his fists like stuff like stuff with like yeah close range like uh stuff well sabrina has her magic and while i mean like i'm still not like super familiar with sabrina's like magic and like it was like sabrina lore i do remember at least like she doesn't really have that many offensive, like, base spells in the TV show, at least. But I also know there's been more, like, adventure, like... like she's had, like, plenty of, like, cartoons, and I'm sure, like, even in the comics, she's probably actually had fought, like, some evil wizards or something at one point or another. So I'm sure she has, like, spells she can use to, like, confuse and disorient and, mm -hmm. like... uh deal with her opponents I feel like I should have done some research on Sabrina like before and if I knew we were going to do like a death battle stuff with like Archie characters <laughs> I mean I feel I mean I, I, yeah I mean I feel like uh, Sabrina has like uh, because she has access to magic she can do pretty much anything that the plot calls for so true just like in the Sonic comics <laughs> yeah she can yeah. pretty much pull any sort of uh, spell that she thinks would uh, be applicable here but you also have to consider, yeah. like, uh, as shown in the comics, she doesn't really have that much control over her magic. She right, she right. seems to, she's still a teen. Yeah, she's very much an apprentice uh, uh, witch right now, and so like uh, she has to have uh, Salem come in and uh, get her out of uh, any scrapes. So like, uh, yeah, Salem and her aunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so like, uh, I don't know. I feel like. Uh, 
Like Knuckles has the pure strength. Yeah, Knuckles can win. Knuckles can obviously win in a straight fight, but obviously since it's versus yeah. Sabrina, it's not going to be a straight fight. So he's just gonna and like yeah, go ahead. The thing about it is that like as we'll see in later issues of the comic, when Knuckles faces off against people who do like magic or magic kind of things, he doesn't win. It becomes That's more a, a battle point. of attrition or having external circumstances play into taking out the villain. True. But, so it's just a matter of really, like, if Knuckles can get an opening to just, like, and I feel weird saying about this, given <laughs> she's literally a teenage girl and not just, like, an anthropomorphic animal that is claimed to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, if she just... If Knuckles can get an opening to get to Sabrina as, like, she's futzing with her spells, like, he can, like, easily just, like, just, like knock her out, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, like, I think also with Knuckles Sabrina could just like... turn her and Sabrina could just turn him into a frog if she's capable True. of yeah. the thing. From what I'm, like, uh, from what I'm guessing... From like yeah, with, yeah. with the kind of witches you would expect in like this kind of comic or cartoon, mm-hmm. right? Like I remember at least like uh, with the show, like Sam, I believe was a wizard himself that got transformed into a cat by Sabrina's aunts. Mm-hmm. So like I'm sure like she has spells like that to like do that to Knuckles. And the thing is also, much as I hate to admit, Knuckles is not the brightest like a uh, mm-hmm. brightest bulb out there. Like he is, I wouldn't say he's outright like i don't say like he's always like portrayed as a dumb muscle but like he can be short-tempered he can be like not aware of like he can be like a short-sighted he can be like distracted and like he can be kind of a dumbass sometimes Mm -hmm. so like i feel like and while sabrina is like klutzy with her magic sometimes i'd say i feel like she was pretty like smart in the tv show at least like she could be pretty witty and like it's kind of like a the occasional, like, she could come up with, like, smart solutions to deal with the problem, yeah. even without, like, Salem's and her aunt's help. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, uh, obviously, uh, bringing that into context, it does seem like, uh, even if she does, like, uh, screw something up, then I feel like she is still able to, like, uh, you know, bring it back and, uh, bring it back under her power in some way. Like, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Either she... Either she, like, uh, somehow wins despite her messing up a spell, and uh, Knuckles ends up uh, just getting tired out by all the shenanigans that uh, she puts her through, or she ends up causing something that uh, turns into a common enemy between the both of them, and so they have to work together in order to take them out. Mm-hmm. Which I feel is equally as, mm-hmm. like, uh, equally as likely in this uh, sort of situation. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, like, seeing it from, like, a perspective, like, how death battle fights tend to work, like, a one-minute melee, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I feel like it's just a matter of, like, it could literally go either way, because it ultimately depends on the quote-unquote RNG of Sabrina's spells. Because, <laughs> like, either she gets something off on Knuckles to, like, take him out immediately, or she just biffs it and Knuckles can just close the gap and immediately take her out. You know, like, it is, yeah. like... Right. I don't think it's something you could easily call. But, um, what if we, like, because, like, if we added Salem to the mix, you know, yeah. it would just be no-brainer, and, like, Knuckles would straight up lose. But what right. if we had, what if we had Salem and, uh, uh, Sonic and Knuckles versus Salem and Sabrina? Do you think that would change uh, anything? I feel like, yeah, like, Sonic, I, Sonic's the fastest thing alive. Like, regardless of continuity, he is an extremely fast, almost, like, Flash-level 
uh, flat, the flash levels of speed, I would say. So he's very much someone that's capable of, like, outspeeding his opponent. I feel like he could be, like, faster than magic spells. Yeah, I, w- mm. I would say that. Like, honestly, that's something that I wanted to talk about as well. I would like to uh, put Salem's uh, hat into the ring and see, like, uh, if if that is going to end up evening the odds. Uh Here's the thing, like, uh, because Salem is such an accomplished wizard, uh, despite the fact that he is a cat and uh, therefore has uh, limited powers, he's still extremely knowledgeable in uh, what magic he currently has. So he could... I still think that he has, like, enough uh, in his uh, repertoire that he's able to, like, uh, be able to... uh, find solutions to whatever uh, Sonic and Knuckles are trying to cook up. Possibly, like, uh, setting right. off a slow spell or something in order to slow Sonic down, or, like... Uh, if I had a quarter for every time Sonic lost his speed, I would have, like, two or three quarters, <laughs> and I'd just like, wow, that's more than I expected. I can, I can buy a double cheeseburger with that. I no, like I can't. A little more, honestly. No, I can't. The dollar menu no longer exists. Anyway... <laughs> I think you get a soda at the soda uh, <laughs> machine, the vending machine. I don't like soda. Yeah, I think it would just be hard to say. Like, if Sonic does have his super speed, and, like, like the few times we see Sonic go off against magicians, it, it, I think sometimes he's able to outsmart them, but I think sometimes, again, exterior factors have to come into play to save his mm-hmm. ass. Yeah, I feel like in a battle between, like, Sonic and, like, a Withered, he would have to even put, like, putting aside exterior factors, I feel like he would have to, like, try to find either a weakness or, like, a loophole to their magic or try to, like, exploit a weakness of theirs. Probably, most likely, a personality thing. Like, if they're, like, a cock... Like, like a very cocky wizard or something. Like, something to do with, like... Like, we did it for Eggman. Like, a Robotnik. Like, dealing with, like, uh, fucking with his, uh, ego. I was gonna say, Mm -hmm. Salem's ego is... Very much going to be something that uh, Sonic is going to try and play True. out. So That's a good point. Yeah. So I guess I guess then it might be have to be Sonic because Sonic would probably just taunt Salem and get him to fall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I can see him like being able to like uh, get Salem and Sabrina like a uh, caught off guard with like a uh, his cockiness and smart Alex smart mm-hmm. alekiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about in a snark off between um, the two of them? What would you think about that? <laughs> Uh, it, I, don't, I don't know. If it was just if it was just a pure battle of wits, no magic, no speed, they just insult each other. Who do you think would win? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, are we talking about modern Sonic in terms of snark off, or or like Julia White Mondo cool kind of nineties Sonic? Well, don't forget, for counting modern Sonic, we also got to include like Colors era Sonic. True. <laughs> Like, that is, like, way harder to decide, given the level of Sonic's snark and douchebaggery depends on who's writing him. Exactly. I mean, if I remember correctly, uh, Sonic's douchebaggery has uh, reached an all-time high recently in the comics, so... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's pretty evenly matched. (laughs) Fair enough. I I, I don't know. Like, that one's more nebulous, but yeah, I, I would say... I would say Sonic would win just because of how much of a fucking condescending ass he is yeah. at this point in the comics. It's mm. a condescending ass um, versus condescending ass. Yeah. Who will win? I'm also just thinking of, like, fucking uh, Sonic in the Secret Rings again. Like, false things with uh, Sonic, like, uh, pissing off a Razor Jin with his, like, 
uh, and like the how the final fight goes with between them with him like him stealing uh, Jin and the lamp. <laughs> I don't know if we want to do this one, but it just popped into my head. What if we had Salem? versus Ixis Nagus. Oh. <laughs> How would that play out? I, I feel like, like at least in Salem's current form, and I'm, I'm saying it's going to go in Ixis's favor. He's got way too much powerful BS on his side just from what we've seen, even up to this point in the comics and Sadie M's uh, Ixis. Mm. Wait, I don't know. Ixis wouldn't be in the comics. Like it, up to this point in Sadie M, yeah, I feel like Ixis has the advantage over Salem. Like, especially in Salem is very much limited in his like a uh, cat form. Like I guess it would depend on if True. like he was in his regular form and I feel like he might be more evenly matched, but I don't remember just how powerful Salem was in the T V mm. show. Powerful enough that he had to be uh changed into a cat just so Yeah, I, True. I guess it I guess it would be a curb stomp in Ixus's favor because like like yeah, no fucking shit. Ix is gonna be in the comics right now. Like, we don't need to edit shit out about that. Fair, like, yeah, fair. no shit. Ix is Nagus is gonna be part of the comic at some point. But like, in Sadiem, he's basically just like Discord or Q. He just rewrites reality and all that. Mm. Yeah, whereas chaos like in God stuff. Whereas like when he shows up eventually in the comics, he basically just has elemental powers mixed with whatever the fuck the writers want to give him at this point. Mm. Um. So really, I guess it would just be a scramble to just figure out a way to get Salem to be not a cat anymore, if that's even a thing that can happen, even, like, I don't know much about Sabrina Lord. Right. I do think I remember, like, him reverting to his human form once or twice in the show. Like, now, like, now I'm just picturing, like, in my head, like, this would just be, like, a, a Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie where it's like, oh no, the world's gonna end because Ixus Nagus is reigning and it's like just like a scramble to find a way to get Salem to get back to normal <laughs> or something. I can, I, can, I can imagine some of the jokes that'll be written just like uh, Ixus Nagus is apparently like an ex-boyfriend of Salem that they're trying <laughs> and now he has to like overcome it. <laughs> That's not the direction I was expecting. Well, we're just... We're just I did have a camp kind doing... of voice. <laughs> We're just doing the the Lego movie, uh, the Lego Batman movie, but instead of the Joker and Batman, it's Ixus Nagus and Salem. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's not a pair I've ever thought of before. Maybe, like that's our, that's that, our OTP. That's more of a we, oh, that's God more of a joke than I uh, imagined. But like, I do imagine that Fair. Uh, Salem would know Ixus Nagus, and I feel like uh, Ixus yeah. Nagus would be able to know of Salem and just be like, just taunt him as if like a. Uh, Oh, the 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 almighty wizard transformed into a mere familiar. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely, I definitely could like imagine. Like, I think like Sam was also like an evil wizard before he got transformed. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's just him. Like, uh, I think it. I think it would just be a thing where he's like temporarily given access to his full powers in order to take down Ixus Nagus, and that. Right. In order to like, uh, like pretend that he scorned lovers in college is what I'm just imagining. Like they had like a fling in college yeah. is what I'm just imagining. Magic school. <laughs> yeah. yeah Again, I do too. remember. I forget the name of the voice actor, unfortunately, but I do remember like Sam having like a bit of a, like a campy voice to him in the show. Yeah. That's yeah. Why, that's why he's my favorite character. That's why he's an unironic acid, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> oh man, we got our word here from Kav on the tier list. Nick Bakay, also uh, also known as the voice actor of Norb in uh, Angry Beavers. 
Oh yeah. Oh my god. That. Huh. <laughs> Man, he is camp. What is? <laughs> Whatever. Shush up, Ixus. Shush up. Shush up. Shush up. Um. And so, now that we've decided who would win in a fight against the two lovers of <laughs> Ixus and Salem, um, let's do some quick fire stuff. Uh, well, not actually quick fire because we might get rambly, but just some like wrap up stuff. Sure. Uh, favorite candy, uh, Sonic. I mentioned earlier that I think he would enjoy Red Hots, mm. right? Because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, because he likes like, a uh, like the way that he likes chili dogs. I imagine he likes a lot of spice. So I, I don't mm, imagine he I would. That, yeah. I don't imagine he would go for something really overly sweet. But if he if he was presented with like a spicy candy, then sure, I think he'd be all over that. Hmm. Yeah, um, knuckles. Uh, I want to say, say caramel. Something. I was going to say something with nuts, but I was also thinking caramel as mm. well. Yeah, like Werther's Originals, like Ooh. the kind of stuff like little like apple the juices in the middle yeah. of it. Like, I feel like just like to capture like him being like the guardian of the Emerald, because damn it, they're just calling it the Emerald <laughs> here in the comics. But um, like I feel like he would want something that's like savory with like something like to treasure in the middle, you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, mm. it's, like and like the sentimentality of like you know like oh like your grandma giving you Werther's originals Aww. like I feel like that fits for uh, Knuckles. <laughs> I actually have a thing of Werther's Fair originals enough. over there on my uh, uh, dresser over there. I might uh, go and grab one after this, but uh, yeah, I yeah you should you should get it before Jughead gets it. Given he's been eyeing that while Archie's been God eyeing me. I thought I was Jughead. Well, you're the you're <laughs> Riverdale Jughead because you're Cobb Sprouse, as we said. <laughs> oh right, right. God, you're right. Who else? Who else? Uh, who tails. Tail, Mint yeah, candies. tails. Mint candies. Oh yeah, Ooh, totally. Yeah, I, I've been establishing canon. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, Antoine. Hundred mm. <laughs> percent. I, like I think he would very fancy, like uh, lint. I was thinking like lint. Uh, like lint. Oh, oh, lint. Lint. L i n d t. Little lint. Yeah, he just goes behind the couch and starts pulling out the dust bunnies and just like he's already sniffing the couch. It's like ah yes, this is the most delightful flavors and songs. Like what the fuck are you doing? No, yeah. No, this is character assassination, dude. <laughs> what character does he have at this point in the comic, dude? He's assassinated himself as a character. But no, I do agree with you. I do think yeah, this is the Archduke <laughs> Ferdinand of characterization. For... This was this is the World War One. Antoine Ferdinand. <laughs> His character assassination will lead to the worst war in the history of Archie comics. Yeah, like, I'd be like... <laughs> the Great War with the Overlanders and the... Sorry, this doesn't come up until the next episode. Go on. Like, Lindor, like, stuff, like, I don't know, like, I'm just thinking, like, fancy yeah. stuff, like, or at least, like, no, stuff no, no, that yeah, looks fancy. Exactly. I was... Getting back on, back on rails. I think I was, like, like, I was in the middle of saying, like, uh, I do think you would be very much into the, like, very rich, like, Super expensive dark chocolate, you know, like something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it, we were. He, pretty... he would just be like, he would just be like a fucking Karen about it. <laughs> is the thing. Like, oh god, trick or treating. Like, oh, you do not have the dove chocolate. Oh, for shame! And it's like, come on, dude. Like, I just bought like a bag of Twizzlers for the kids. Stop you're it! Not a, you're not. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm giving you this candy for free, sir. Please leave my. 
please leave my home. <laughs> uh, what about Sally? Uh, Sally. Yeah, yeah Sally. Um, uh, hmm. I feel like she... I guess this would more be for Tangle. Like, in my head, I'm thinking either Tangle or Whisper. But, like, partially also kind of think of Sally. I feel like it'd be Wonderballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how to quantify that. I'm trying I think to think why. <laughs> Cracker Jacks. Like, I, just, I think, like... Something that has, like, a prize inside, like, you know? But <laughs> yeah, something more, like, not necessarily, like, off-kilter, but, like, not, like, something you typically get. Like, just, like, weird kind of stuff I think she'd be into. Right. Like, I was gonna say, like, like, bring up Cracker Jack, I'm thinking of Mighty right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At some point. I do, I do like um, the idea that she's, like... Maybe she doesn't, like, uh, really indulge in candy all that much, so when she does, it's it's gotta be something special, you know? Something that's like uh, something that you wouldn't get all too often. Yeah. So it's just like like she would get a Kinder Surprise or something, or like a Wonder Ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like I think like she would not really be someone who has like had had time for candy or trick or treating. But then like Sonic gives her like a Kinder Surprise, and that's it's like all she won't Aww. shut up about it. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, that that um, that's really nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. Rotor, Toxic Sludge, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think he... Uh, I, uh, I'm trying. I feel like I, with Rotor, it would... Kinder Eggs? I feel like with Rotor, it would just be, like, gummy worms. Yeah, I or was like, say. You know, like the, like, the, like, the Oreo tapioca pudding that, like, people keep saying is, like, dirt, you know? <laughs> like, like kind of, like, weird, almost gross-out <laughs> shit. I feel like, given Rotor's the resident goopy sludge boy of the Freedom Fighters, I feel like he would <laughs> want to have, like, something that's, like, meant to look a bit gross, or, like, like not necessarily, like, candy like, fake brains or tongues or something, but I think he would, yeah. like, secretly right. be into that. He's He seems like a sour kind of yeah. guy to me, you know? Like, yeah, Sour Patch Kids, I was thinking yeah. that, too. He's, like, the kind... I think he would be... He's, like, the kind of guy who would have a patch, a thing of sour gummy worms just right on his table that he's just, like, grabbing by the handful while he's working on an invention, <laughs> you know? I think he would be yeah, given, yeah. like, for, like, a dirty Santa, he would be given, like, a bag of Sour Patch Kids... And when he's just off on his own, like, where everyone else is mingling, he would, like, get the Sour Patch Kids and do, like, an autistic thing. Because I feel like, I feel like if Rotor had more depth, he would be, like, autistic-coded. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's just, like, a thing in I, my... I feel like it hurt someone about that, like, one of the writers, like, thought of him Maybe. as that. Yeah. But point. I feel like he would just do, like, an autistic thing, which I'm speaking from experience. I'm not, like, trying to, like, be, like, ableist or something. That's something, like, I would do. I am autistic, after just, all. Like, so. specifically <laughs> bite into it. In a way that it's like you're biting the head off of the Sour Patch Kids. Mm. I think that's just what he would do with, like, a bunch of them before he just starts, like, idly, like, throwing them into his mouth. You know, he would just specially, like, bite the little heads off because it amuses <laughs> him. I'm projecting, only the, by the only way. Only the green ones, though. Because, like, he goes to, to the green ones and it's just, like, he bites the head off and then he pops the rest of the thing in his mouth before, uh... No, 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 no. He would, like... He'd either bite the head off or, like, twist it off or pull it off and then do it with other ones and then stitch them together. He would stitch a little Sour Patch Frankensteins. <laughs> yeah, he would... He would... Yeah, I actually could see that. Like, him yeah, he would, like, uh, he would, like, bite the head off of a green one. He would bite the body off of a blue one and then he would just, like, lick the two in order to, like, uh, stick them back together, you know? It's like... <laughs> yeah. I think he would also like the fucking... <laughs> Oh, Lego gummies. Ooh, well. yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about those. I forgot <laughs> I bring, thing. I was going to say that you bring up like the like sludge thing, or like I was just imagine like something like very like a uh, like 
cream filled with like uh, not Nestle eggs, uh, Kinder eggs, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I almost did the thing that the Archie writers have been doing and just forgot that bunny existed. <laughs> I almost moved on. Damn, a bunny, bunny, candy, candy corn? corns. Yeah, I feel like something like sweet and vaguely artificial, <laughs> <laughs> very on the nose. But I think she would. I, Damn, I don't know they had in mind. I, I, yeah, I did. I was gonna say, you're that of like caramel corn. Like, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, yeah, I see, like where a, I see where you're coming from. Country, like, something that's uh, homemade. And, it's like candy fruits. Yeah, something that's just a bit homemade and like, yeah, mm. uh, something that you would find uh, if you were to go down south for like a potluck or something. Yeah. Or just like going to like a candy store, like those like candies yeah. that are in the shapes of fruits, like right, right, right. Some, like you go, like you'd go down to like a candy store with like uh, the open, uh, with like the open plastic tubs, and like you, you take out a scoop of yeah, yeah. yeah she'd like uh, take out a scoop of like very homemade. She'd yeah, prefer, yeah. Like taking out a scoop of jelly beans, you know. Like uh, she, she seems like someone who yeah. would enjoy mm. jelly beans, you know. Yeah, but the the. the... <laughs> It has to have a Confederate flag on this. <laughs> on this. No, I'm on this, going to. On, this, on the front. We're good. <laughs> Eventually. Well, it's the Mike Gallagher's version of Bunny. Eventually, we will stop making this joke, I promise. Don't sure. worry. <laughs> Look, we'll stop, when, the we'll stop will. when Mike Gallagher stops making jokes about Bunny being Confederate is the problem. <laughs> because he, he keeps exactly. doing it, and it's really annoying <laughs> every time it happens. It's sort of really is not no, age well no, it's in the not. slightest. I don't think it aged well back then either. <laughs> well, like, uh, of course it didn't, but like, it's more just the fact, like, now more than ever, people realize, oh yeah, that's a really inappropriate thing that we yeah. keep on parading around. One last one, unless you have any other suggestions, but what about Robotnik? What do you think Robotnik would like? For some reason, I really want to uh, say black licorice. Yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah. Yeah, black licorice does sound like that's like an, a popular, unpopular I was, choice of I was going to say like something. Like no, a, you know like what it would be, yeah. and I'll let you speak in a second, Kyle. Okay. I don't want to keep cutting you off, but I, you know what he would go for? What? Like what? complete deadpan in Halloween, he would go for fruitcake. <laughs> I could see that actually being a gag in like early Archie, honestly. But I, just, just, I guess we're like talking like specifically Archie Robotnik. He just has like the, a, yeah. He's just that having makes... a treat from the wrong holiday just to piss everyone off. Like <laughs> Yeah, the least And it's one that people one, hate yeah. universally <laughs> too. God. I actually could see like Eggman liking black like, licorice though. Yeah. What yeah. I was gonna say was like uh, he very specifically has a compartment that uh dispenses black licorice out of his robot arm. So it's just like it's yeah. just like a huge spool of uh, black licorice that he will just like uh, just it'll just pop out like a ticket dispenser and he'll like uh, bite into it and then it'll uh, just go back down for the next time that he takes a bite. Oh yeah, I was, I was just saying like fucking like Rotor would eat him. Uh, I think it'd be more funny if uh, Eggman or Robotnik had a uh, Kinder eggs. Mm, yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. I think it also just. God damn it! I like to joke about like egg, think... uh, robotic licking eggs a lot. Anyway. True. Yeah. And maybe he I is. I think also just all. like the most like I don't even want to say like health conscious because like the whole joke about like Archie Robotnik is that like he hates like fun. Yeah, he he hates him, healthy. Right? But also like again, yeah, like tying a killjoy because like you, can, I could imagine like 
Robotnik getting, like... Like, in, like, the when he's written more, like, Adventures Robotnik, almost. Like, more in a gag style. Because, like, the, the, the identity of, like, early Archie Robotnik and, like, m- closer to, mo- like, where we're at right now is, like, way different. And it's, like, not quite Adventures, but it's still close. It's just, like, I feel like him getting fruitcake and hating it would be something that they would do as a joke for, like, a Christmas <laughs> special. But also, again, I like him being, like, spiteful and just eating a fruitcake for Halloween. Or just, like, very, like, bland stuff. Like, I, I, I would enjoy it myself. Like, imagine him just, like, getting, like, like uh, hard pretzels. Like, little hard True. pretzel bites mm-hmm. or pretzel sticks for, uh, for Halloween. Like, some, like, very, like, plain ass yeah, shit. Yeah, he'd like something salty, honestly. What if he just go- <laughs> he just goes into his, like, trick-or-treat bucket and he pulls out a slice of plain white bread and just like... <laughs> I was- How were you thinking the same thing as me? I was literally thinking the exact same thing of him just pulling out a thing of white bread! <laughs> like, that you were saying something like- plain, just like... <laughs> it doesn't like that you do I as just- well. Would you like some- This is why we're partners. This is why we're partners, because we just think on the same cursed wavelength as each other. It's terrifying. He did, like, he has some, like, he has one of his, uh, bagnets come in and is just like, Would you like some butter, your nastiness? And then he picks him up and just throws him out of the window and just he eats the plate. He wanted margarine, damn it. <laughs> he wanted margarine! <laughs> Un- unbuttered toast. Unpopped toast. Unpopped corn? Just, oh my god. He just eats the kernels! Just, <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at the size of his incisors? Of course he <laughs> No, he just eats like uh he just takes out a can of like uh, sweet corn and just spoons it out and like eats that. You know? <laughs> just like <laughs> Jeez. I like how we're just slowly making him feral instead yeah. of just like Counterculture. <laughs> Counterculture. <laughs> um, and then we'll move on to one last thing to wrap mm-hmm. up. What do you think everyone's costumes would be? Let's start with Sonic. Uh, we can do anything licensed, I think, because, you know, <laughs> like, this is just for the fun of it. I feel like Sonic would just dress as the Flash, yeah, honestly. Flash mm. is, like, the superhero would probably be, like, an obvious choice if he would yeah. go as a costume. It would not be the kind of asshole goes, I'm going as myself, because he's in the, this case, it'd be like from an ego perspective rather than laziness. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I, yeah, I think he would uh, go as a superhero. My suggestion was uh, him going as Superman, actually. But you know, hmm. the Flash would also work. I think. Uh, I think, think it just might be a bit yeah. too on the nose, and uh, he would just go for. It, well, it is, but like I feel yeah. like Superman, like probably would be a little too like white bread or like plain for uh, Sonic. How about we compromise in that case? Yeah. Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, I think that could work. <laughs> it would totally I mean, that, that has happened at this point in the comics. Right. There was the story that Sonic made for tales of him as Batman. Yes. So I guess that fits. I mean, in that case, like probably Tails would go like dress up, dress up alongside him as uh, Robin. Hmm. If yeah. he were to, go... but what would ta- go on? What I was about to say was, uh, what would Tails go as if he were to like? go individually regardless of uh, uh, what Sonic picks. Hmm. I think he'd pro- like he would still probably go for superhero regardless or maybe like I, I'm thinking of also like just, modern tales as well like the more science geeky boy kind of mm-hmm. incarnation. Yeah like it's just hard for me 
It's just hard for me because I'm thinking of, like, the actual canonical costumes he's had. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just thinking of him going yeehaw mode right now. But... <laughs> yeehaw mode. I do, I do enjoy the fact that he'd, like, uh, pick out something like a little kid costume would be, you know, like, uh, going as, mm-hmm. like, a generic vampire or something. For some reason, I'm thinking, like, I think it's because I'm looking at my vinyl figure on my, uh, my bookshelf, but I'm just, like, thinking, like, what if he just wanted, like, Cuphead? Or oh my I god. Or, like, I can see that. Or, or Luffy from Ooh, One Piece. Yeah. I think it might be more like an Usopp, really. Like, in that, like, or Usopp, Usopp yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, gadgeteer, like the, uh, like the inventor of the group. <laughs> from, he would go as Rotor. He would go as Rotor. <laughs> Rotor would go as Tails. They would just be like, well, one of us has to change. Have you ever like Tails and Rotor as each other, or like Sonic and Tails as each other? Like, I feel like that could be like a goofy little like sibling thing for him to do. That'd be cute. Yeah, I, I would yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Sally. Uh, Princess Peach. Okay, I'm going as the enemy. Yeah. As the enemy? <laughs> the enemy. <laughs> She just goes as Robotnik. Oh, because Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> She just uh, goes like... to Halloween as Robotnik. <laughs> no, that's Rotor. Oh, co- oh, yeah, true. That's Rotor's true, costume, that is yeah. Rotor's costume. Thinking about it. <laughs> no, um, I, w- I do think she would uh, pull off a Princess Peach outfit. I was honestly. thinking more like Princess Buttercup or something like a like some sort of like movie princess, like a Princess Bride. Or like a Disney princess. Yeah, I, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just feel like it would have to be something more independent, uh, more femme fatale. Not like, femme fatale, but like less. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean, though. Like something more. Indi- like yeah, something more adventurous. Like an adventurous kind of character. How about like I feel like she would do more like Daisy or like Princess Bubblegum. Honestly, Ooh, like, yeah, Princess Bubblegum would, would work. be a good choice as well. Like mm-hmm. going more modern. Yeah, I, I was thinking like lean toward like. Uh, Buttercup because of like the princess part. Like she was like from our been years since I last watched the movie. Like Princess Buttercup was like a adventurous girl as well. Like she didn't really take much oh, shit from like mm-hmm. the her I, I kidnappers thought, and such. I thought you meant Powerpuff no. Girls Buttercup. <laughs> I think she would dress as a Powerpuff Girl. I think oh, true. I, I think Bunny would play. Blossom. I think yeah. I was gonna say her and Bunny, and then her Bunny and Amy. Would just dress up as the power. Yeah, Girls. yeah, that'd be I, cute. Who would who would be who as a brief tangent Blossom within Sally, a tangent? Uh, Bunny, Buttercup, and Bubbles, Amy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. that yeah, like what their like roles are in the current point of Archie at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd yeah. say that. That'd be hmm. cute. That'd be fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've um, already talked about Antoine. Oh yeah, Antoine. Archduke for <laughs> now. I feel like Antron would. I feel like Antron's the kind of person I would consider himself too, like mature for trick or treating. Yeah. yeah. So if he had to go, it'd probably be like some sort of like historical figure or something, like something Na- very classy, like Napoleon. I'm trying to think of like a classy, like classic Napoleon. Like, <laughs> he would absolutely you know, that be is, like that would be the obvious joke one they would go for. Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or like he would do like some sort of literary character, such as yeah, like classic literature stuff. I'm just trying to think of like. Besides, like, fucking Sherlock Holmes, like a mm-hmm. good Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah, Shakespearean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare, like a Shakespearean character, like he Shakespeare be, himself. He could be Ham... Yeah, Shakespeare he himself. He could be Hamlet and uh, bring along... Uh, Hamlin? Hamlet. Hamlet! I know. I, do. <laughs> I know. 
He would, I know. Then he could say that uh, he br- he brings along uh, Yorick, the dead jester. No. So. Yeah. You know what he would be funny for Antoine? What? Get him a fat suit and make him be Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> I don't know how that would even look, just, but it'd be funny. And everyone would wonder, like, everyone would go up to him, like, even Rotor uh, both went as uh, Robotnik. That's Dr. interesting. Robotnik. And, and he's just, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, like, I am Alfred Hitchcock, you uncivilized beings. <laughs> yeah. And then Rotor himself would uh, go up to him and just be like, Okay, one of us needs to change. <laughs> we can't yeah. be the same costume. Yeah. And that'd then be the kicker. That'd be like the third one. Yeah, I'm also gonna say like it, they probably like introduce it like the way that like the Alfred Hitchcock opening goes. <laughs> Robot. I feel like for a generic one, he could just be like a knight. True. Yeah, I think a knight would be one that'd be fitting for him. Yeah, he'd be. Ki- what if he were like he would like put out a King Arthur costume or something? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, or Sir Lancelot or whatever, either one. Yeah, I was thinking Lancelot. If you were um, if you were to do the Alfred Hitchcock, I think I can imagine a gag where it's a uh, where it's a costume contest uh, based on accuracy. Uh, <laughs> Rotor uh, wins third place in the Robotnik lookalike contest. Robotnik <laughs> himself would somehow enter, and he would win second place. <laughs> And and Antoine in his Alfred Hitchcock costume would win first. <laughs> We're just writing a SpongeBob plot at this point. <laughs> no, I think this, like again, this is playing character for early Archie. Yeah, this cartoony uh, dumb shit they get up to. See, see, yeah. that's what I do. That's now you have an insight into my brain. <laughs> what about what about Knuckles? Ooh, Knuckles. Hmm. <sighs> I think he'd be, uh, I think he'd go as, like, a boxer uh, or something. Taco. What? Taco? Or a pizza. He'd go as... Why? I don't know why. I can't quantify that. The thing with Knuckles is, like, given, like, he's, at least, like, in, like, I'd say, I would say, like, game Knuckles, at least, is, like, more of a fish out it's of water order. with modern culture. Yeah. Like, so he wouldn't really... I feel like he'd be the kind of person that would have to learn what Halloween and trick-or-treating would be, uh, is. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I think that's why, because it would be something weird like that, because you're like, a fish out of water alone, or <laughs> and so it's like something goofy, like a fucking, like, pizza, so, or... He just, like, gets his, like, a... A horny priest. <laughs> a what? Why that? Someone... Oh, no. <laughs> Sonic just takes just him got... to Party <laughs> City, and it's just like... Hey, Knuckles, why don't you try this song? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's he's more like, 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 like a sexy nurse costume. Priest. That makes sense. He just, he just pulls out a sexy nurse costume and covers the label with his hand in order to be like, here, Knuckles, why don't you try this one on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or he's just like, oh yeah, an evil priest, sure. And he does not realize that the priest also has a fucking like, blow-up erection <laughs> as part of the costume <laughs> until day of and he can't return it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he'd definitely be someone that would like need, to, or like he'd like just have like something like he quickly gets like a like gets like his hat or something like I'm going to the cowboy or something like that. Like he uh, no. have to like scramble to get something. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. What? Blow up Among Us costume. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be that's perfect. no clue what a mug a mogus is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He just knows that it's a thing that'll be popular. Right, and someone he just gave picks it to it him. Up he just... Hey, all right, I'll he, just, so. he just he just walks into the party, just be like, "Hey, 
Look at me! And then he falls over, and he's just like, Fall Guy! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I can see him also being annoyed with the lack of arms uh, that the costume would have. Yeah, he would just... How, the hell, how am I supposed to walk around in this? <laughs> and struggle to get, like, like a fight scene, and he's struggling to, like, deal with the costume in it. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Um, who else? Rotor. We already said Rotor would just go as Robotnik. Yeah, that would be, that, that's basically it. Uh, who would Bunny go as? Robert E. Lee. <laughs> no, we already... I thought you wanted jokes. to stop with those jokes. We already... Hey, you're the... We did already say that uh, there would be the... Like the girls would go as a trio as the Powerpuff Girls, so yeah. Well, so you're individually for that. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like, no, like for real answers, though, it would probably be something like, uh, like, like a 1950s western or something. I'm thinking like Iron Man. <laughs> that as Iron well. Man. I could see. Like I was thinking like something like Annie Get Your Gun or something mm-hmm. like a some sort of like classic western story from the uh, 50s or something. Okay, I just made a logical leap because I was like. I was like, oh yeah, we'll just tie into like the Thelma and Louise stuff we talked about during the tier list, and then for some reason my brain went into, what if she dressed as the lead, uh, the female from The Shining? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even remember her name off the top of my head. I, I was just think of the though. actress Shelley Duvall, I believe is the actress. Yeah, Shelley Duvall's character in right. The Shining. Okay. Uh, uh, Wendy Torrance or Lisa Simpson. I don't know Lisa why. Simpson. I don't, I don't, I feel like, I don't really think it really fits uh, Bunny that well, Lisa. Okay, but what about Wendy from Wendy's? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No. I was, no, I don't think She just it. goes out as Marge Simpson. Colonel, Colonel Sanders. The, the Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Maybe. Captain McDougal. God damn it. Ooh. That's a, that's a <laughs> joke with me and Cobb, sorry. You gotta... You can't keep doing that joke! <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to know the context. Uh, it's just a, it's just a Colonel Sanders stand-in for the, the oh, tabletop okay. game we ran was the joke. There's like oh, there's okay. like several layers of separation from that as well. Like, it's... T- <laughs> like... I'm not gonna say it. Another one. Never mind. Another one for between you and me. Yeah. Colonel Sassaker. From Homestuck. <laughs> you know, I love, oh, it's a fucking Homestuck reference. God damn it. God damn it. Uh. Grandma Harley. <sighs> anyway. Uh. uh yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It's really hard to pick one for her, honestly. Uh. I, I don't know. I think, uh. Like I said, like, I feel like just, some sort of cow, cowgirl, cowboy. I was about to say, like, like I was about to say, like, just a generic cowgirl outfit. What I was about to say was yeah. uh, Jesse from uh, Toy Story 2. Yeah. That's I was say from family. Pokemon. Yeah, Jesse from Pokemon. No, uh, that'd be like her, her and Angel one could be Jesse and James. Oh, that'd be great, actually. <laughs> That's the reason why. Yeah, just, yeah, uh, Bunny gets really upset because, uh, because Antoine instead goes as Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to... Yeah, yeah, that works well. Yeah, yeah. He, she'd just be so upset because, like, we were supposed to coordinate our costumes. And now you're going as Robotnik? Just like... God damn it, such a dumb joke. <laughs> it's such a, like, obvious, like, kid cartoon joke. It kind of cracks me up every time. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, what would Robotnik go as? Himself, like or like <laughs> Albert Einstein or something. I mean, I he actually Roosevelt. did Bob or like Sa- Santa Claus. 
Why did I think of, <laughs> Why did I think of Dio from JoJo? I don't know what that would not make no, any sense. I don't think that would fit I, any Eggman. Uh, Doctor Claw from Dr. Claw. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Oh my God, you're he right. He sounds like it in Set AM. God, you're right. Actually, yeah, like it's definitely like inspired by Claw. Get into it, Kari. Don't they have the same voice actor? Or am I? Uh, Frank, I think didn't, it's, it's Jim Dr. Cummings Claw. for Saturday yeah. Robotnik. Oh, and Dr. Well, never mind Claw then. is voiced by... Who is he voiced by? I, I... Oh, yeah, Frank Welker. That's, uh, that's why I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he voiced one of the incarnations. Right, okay, fair enough. It's just, it's just hard because it's like, you, you think, like, again, he hates fun. What would he even dress... I feel like he would dress up as Sonic as part of, like, an evil scheme to think, like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna I mean, infiltrate like, as Sonic, well, and then I'm gonna ruin to, his reputation, and then he goes in on the one day he plans this on a costume party, and it was like, oh, hey, Rob- Robotnik, cool costume. He's like, oh, yes, I I am Sonic. But <laughs> well, to be fair, that actually was the plot of that one, uh, the hero of the day or whatever it was from Sonic Jam, like, where Robotnik, like, uh, Eggman pretends to be Sonic and gets him framed like that weird little short from the Sonic Jam game. Oh yeah. Oh I remembered that Those one. That words. was fun. The, the it I'm was sorry, the, I just <laughs> not parsing any of that. No, the the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog like short film. Remember? Oh no, it was more like an anime. Uh, like Man of the Years from Sonic Jam is what it was called. Okay. Or like Sonic the Animation. I think it, I'll send you the link. I think it, yeah. I might be thinking of uh Ooh, I might be thinking of the Christmas special, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, that was the one where, like, he, like, did a, uh, Grinch and tried to steal Christmas. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that. Oh, he would go as the Grinch. He would absolutely... He would would go as Jim Carrey's Grinch, specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, either the Grinch or, like, Krampus. Oh, Krampus is a um, bit too, uh, like, outside Michael Myers, Cat in a Hat. He would go... (laughs) He would go as the Cat in a Hat, absolutely! Holy shit! God. He'd force he'd like, force just... Snively to go as a thing. <laughs> yeah, what? Oh my God! Yeah, that's uh, it's work for me now. He's like it'd either be the thing or Max if he's going as Grant. Snively <laughs> is Snively is very specifically thing two because he <laughs> thinks he's not good enough for thing one. <laughs> So like, yeah, he just like completely bypass trying to make a creepy costume like oh like an evil skeleton or like a mad scientist and just go straight for the uncanny valley by going for <laughs> Michael Myers cat in the hat. Michael Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> Michael Myers. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers. That would be very terrifying. Michael Myers with the Mike Myers cat in the hat. I lo- it reminds me of. <laughs> it reminds me just, of the. It's just. It, it reminds me of that one image edit where it's like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but instead of Mike Myers in the shadows, it's actually it's actually Austin Powers just Halloween. like grinning. Halloween. Halloween. Sorry, I. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> imagining. Now I'm just imagining Mike Myers cat in a hat, but with like Michael Myers' jumpsuit, and also his face does not like emote at all. This is like stuck in like, not even like an exaggerated creepy grin, but just like a grin as if you like paused a frame from the, the movie and just left it there. <laughs> it's just a plastic uh, <laughs> it's just a plastic thing where you can still see his uh, where you can still see his eyes behind it as well. So like <laughs> no, it's it's very specifically a 
plastic mask that's modeled after uh, the actual model of the cat in the hat, as if illustrated by <laughs> Dr. Seuss himself. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> um, I just have one last bonus one. I don't know if any of you would be able to like think of anything for it. But, like, what one character from Sonic, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Archie, but bonus points if it's something from Archie, do you think would be a funny uh, Dead by Daylight killer? Ooh. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I do think uh, Robotnik would be an interesting... Robotnik could be interesting. Yeah. But what, which Robotnik would you say, Cobb? Uh, Sadiam Robotnik, honestly. I think mm-hmm. would be fun. Uh, I, th- I was thinking... I think Adventures of Son of the Hedgehog uh, Robotnik would be a bit too... Uh... It'd be way funnier. It'd be way fun... Oh, that'd be amazing. It'd be way I'd, funnier, I'd let me tell you. But, like, I don't think... I think it would be at odds with what... the... I don't know, I feel like Adventure Take Me and Robotnik so, is creepier, honestly. Sorry, now I just want a Dead by Daylight a killer that is just a character from a cartoon transplanted into the real world. Like, yeah, I am just uh, saying I want that. Jim Carrey's The Mask as a Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, my god! For that. Holy shit! Yeah, I would lo- I want, like, now I want like a cartoony Dead by Daylight. Like a, <laughs> like a fucking, like, what's that one game, uh... The, the skateboarding one for GameCube. Hi, uh, uh, go go hyper grind, yeah, like a go go hyper grind of like a asymmetrical horror oh my, slasher oh game. Oh my god, you're right. I'd play the hell out of that. Yeah, forget forget and, an Archie character. We are game. putting Jim Carrey's The Mask into Dead by Daylight. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> forget Jim Carrey's The Mask. Uh, who has like the red guy ran from Ren and Stimpy? The red guy from Cow and Chicken. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking the noise from Pizza Tower. The noise, yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said the Noid. Well, yes, also. Well, that as well. We could throw in the Noid, also too. Also the Noid, yeah. <laughs> we're getting off topic. We need to get back to something. <laughs> we're not. This is ceasing to become a Sonic podcast. And it's ceasing and it's starting to become something else. Tune us next time for the first episode of Tune <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to Sonic. Back to Sonic. What, right. I was gonna what say, a wonderful plug! For the first thing that's coming to mind is uh, a razor chin. First time's a charm. Oh my comes god! Up. No, like unironically, like a Mephilus from Sonic really Six. Good. Yeah, that'd be neat. Like, we don't have like a Mephilus. We don't have like a uh, demon or a devil guy in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we have like this. Uh, we have Pinhead, but that's not really mm. the same so, kind of what you'd expect from, like, Mephilus or, like, Mephis... Who's... Oh, what's the... the Infinite... What's the guy... Hold on, brief, brief, before we get into that. Who's the... The guy... Mephisto. Sorry, I was trying to remember the one from Spider-Man One More Day, but it's Mephisto. But anyway, Mephisto. Infinite would be cool. I can't... Be- I, 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 see maybe working, yeah. I could not Mephist them all, He-Man. I think of the issue of Mephilus is given, like, there just isn't much, I feel like, you could pull from from 06. I mean, mm-hmm. Like, Mephilus himself, like, has, like, his shadow stuff, like, his clones, yeah. the lasers, like... I feel like you could I just, just reskin like, him over, like, Wesker or something, or, mm-hmm. like, the... Oh, I'm gonna cry, the... The Dredge. The, it's just reminding me of, like, I'm just thinking, like, Mephilus. It's just the Dredge, which is, like, a weird, like, eldritch abomination that, uh, like teleports from locker to locker. I feel like you could do Mephilus that way, and I think that could be interesting. Mm. Yeah, that that seems interesting. So you also, like, working, yeah. like, the dims the lights, the lighting of the map oh. as well, mm. in, like, Cloaks oh, and I... Shadow. 
I know it's an obvious choice. The Tails doll, like leaning on like yeah. the creepy pasta mippo surrounding them. Yeah, like, I feel like that actually could just, be pasta yeah, if they're willing to yeah, do it. Yeah, some Sonic EXE type uh, glitches and say, stuff, you know? It's like, like, if it wasn't a logistical copyright nightmare, given they already had to, like, do a copyright-free version of Sanic for forces, ugh. Um, ugh. <laughs> is, would, just, like, they, they could totally just do EXE. I think that would be wild to have a creepy... I don't want to go into another tangent, because we're, we need to wrap up soon, but, like, do. imagine, like, Jeff the Killer, or, like, some kind of creepy... <laughs> How do we not have, like, a Dead by Daylight character based off of, like, creepy Creepypasta? So we have, like, like, hmm. like loosely based off of Urban Legends. Like, I would say, like, Clown or, like, Legion could be loosely, like, Urban Legend based. We don't have a character that's, like, a very explicitly, like, riffing off the concept of creepy pastas, which is wild to me. Hmm. Yeah, that is like Slenderman or anything. Yeah, no Slenderman. Um, other good choices. I was gonna song. say like Enerjack if it wasn't like yeah. a copyright nightmare. I think would be cool <laughs> to have. Yeah, like Enerjack uh, in a way that's, that's scary, like a Wesker. You just say it because you love Enerjack so much, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, but like not all the characters in Dead by Daylight. We have Nicolas Cage as a survivor in Dead by Daylight. They don't all have, and we have like Attack on Titan outfits for skins <laughs> for the characters. I don't think we have to worry about characters being scary. And yes, I know I'm talking about survivors, but still. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if like, there's any ever like good horror-related I mean, characters in Sonic. I mean, like I it's not going to come up in for a few episodes, but Kragok would be interesting. Ixisnagus. Ixis would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> have an evil Ixis wizard. Maybe. <laughs> Snively. Snively, yes! <laughs> Run limb Sonic. Run limb Sonic! Okay, we That's can't, going to we can't, sense for we can't go that far in the future to going to the future that we haven't been from yet. <laughs> yeah, Mr. I mean. yeah, what about we what about we just bring in Mr. Stone, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> Why Mr. Stone? I don't know. <laughs> They're trying to pull from something for the future, but they don't know anything about future Archie. Is why not fair. Uh, Mammoth Mogul would be hilarious. I that's scary for a different reason, dude. I keep thinking that that's a DC <laughs> character, like the oh, what's the what's uh, the gorilla? Uh, there is a character named Mogul, like Vandal. Uh, no, not Vandal Savage. That's uh, Mogul. Uh, yeah, Mongol. That's what you're thinking of. I think Mongol from like a man who. Manner of everything. Hmm. Mm. I see. Like that's probably what you're thinking of. Uh, uh is that the gorilla character? That's. Uh, oh no! Oh wait! Oh, I know. Oh, that's like gorilla broad. Like there's a couple gorilla mm. villains. Uh, or, or is it thinking the one with the brain? The brain and yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, man. Yeah, Mala Mansua Mansua Mala. Okay. Evil Concarne. Let's just Evil let's just become two nerds oh and just start God. talking about cards. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. We can't. We gotta. We yeah, Mansua Mala, the the gay gorilla for uh, in love with the brain. Right. Okay. Fair enough. It's just hard for Sonic because there's not really that many horror themed characters or like characters that are like horror adjacent enough. Like I think like like if we're gonna pull from like IDW, Mimic could be cool. Honestly, yeah, I could see that working. Mm-hmm. I'd say we could do like an evil robot. We could do like Metal Sonic or something. Or True. Meta- uh, I was about to say Metallic. That's from Super Mario Bros. Z. Like oh, yeah. Mecha Sonic. <laughs> Mecha Sonic. What I was thinking of. Of course. <laughs> And to be fair, like Scrap uh, Megasonic also leans into it too. True. And then we have a we have like a bonus that. skin where he has a dunce cap. God damn it! I hate this. 
Like, it's a Halloween special. We can be more indulgent than normal. (laughs) And on that note, happy Uh, Halloween, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) That's going to do it for this Halloween special of Title Pandering. Tune in once again, because it's the third time I'm doing this, chronologically speaking, where we build into... Endgame. <laughs> Look forward to that, Yay. folks. Stay pandering, penderheads. Gotta choose. Whoa, my head is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on that note.